right, good folks, we are back again with another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dwayne Sampson and Michelle Nemo, and <laughs> unfortunately, Brooke Pages is not here, she's sick, so we speak healing in Jesus' name <laughs> all over your life, <laughs> let it marinate down your nostrils all the way down to the back of your throat into your esophagus. Every drowsy spirit's like, no, I'm playing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so we're back again for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Catching up. How's That's everyone good. been doing? Good, good, good. good, good. good. Yep. Life's on the, on the up and up. Yep. On the up and up. What's been going on with you? I've been having really good conversations with people from my church. Um, I really enjoy having meaningful conversations. I think the other day I went out with one of um, the singers that were in the gospel choir. We were talking about just certain aspects about um, church. I actually go to an African church, so it's a little bit different from, I'm sure, like African-Americans and, you know, Caucasian churches. But he was just telling us certain things that um, were having behind the scenes that I didn't know. And it was just really interesting how the culture is so integrated and how we still run church and everything today. And so um, we are just talking about that and just having really good conversations. So just been having really good conversations with people. I enjoy talking about meaningful stuff. True, true. Yeah, I'd say for me, I've been learning what it means to, you know, uh, more intimately use the situations that God allows, use those situations to draw closer to him, right? So, you know, just been going through the situations that which propel me to be on my knees and seek him, regardless of how good or bad it feels. So That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think for me, this was a hard week for me. Um... I think, okay, so let me talk about school first. School has been on the up and up. Can we just give God two hands up and a praise? Because Michelle, no, she in the trenches with me. Like, this ain't no joke. Like, don't it feel good to just, you can smile just looking at your brain and just be like, yes, God. I feel you. I feel you. Like, I feel you. Like we we in the same program, so she, like she was there with me back last semester when I told y'all I wasn't doing no type of gobbledygook, and so like this semester I've really been putting in the work. And although on one test I did not do well, but it really did not um, discourage me. Like I I really have like hope and knowing that I'm going to end this thing well and I'm going to do well and I'm going to succeed even though um the devil has tried to raise head but there got to a point where it was like week after week after week after week I had a different testimony like mm. like it was just crazy how That's God good. was just working in my life and it was just it was awesome That's good. and so um but this week was spring break and I don't know, I really spent more time to myself and I really didn't want to. And, you know, I think I did a lot of idle, like laying around and sitting around during my spring break. Granted, I, I did do some studying and different things like that and I did work, but um, I don't know. I just felt really like lonely a little bit and really like discouraged about a lot of things and like wanting to just like quit doing some certain stuff. Um, and, like, I saw how during the week, like, how I had an option to, like, read my word or to worship or spend time with God, and I didn't. It's like, I, 
like and I could see how much like social media and being on my phone and being on my iPad and being on my laptop like I'm on literally all three at the same time all of them are on Facebook like it's going to be a different update from on phone than it is going to be on the <laughs> iPad and like how like how like really addicted I was mm. this week and how like I was just like and yet God was like yet yet like there would be times where I would like listen to worship music or be thinking about certain things like I know I texted you guys this week about something that the Lord had been teaching me about that would have been happening with me um but it was kind of like um how I I enjoyed having like when school was going on having to squeeze God in mm. Like, having to squeeze God in was, like... Granted, it was, like... You know how, like, we talk and be like, you know, I wish I could spend more time, da-da-da, woo-woo-woo. But, you know, you know, get in how you fit in. And it just felt like, during that time period, it was just like, I was just squeezing, you know. I, I enjoyed it because it was, like, there were... It was it was strengthening me up and keep me going. But I felt like, during this week, it was like, I didn't have nothing pulling on me, nothing calling me. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I didn't choose him. Mm-hmm. And then it just really just showed me my, my heart this week about like even when I did have the time it was like I didn't give him his time yeah Yeah. so um I think that was just just a heart check for me this week during spring break and then you know getting back into the habit of it you know I'm gonna have like it's gonna be back in the habit of you know school and work and trying to do all these different things that I will and try to fit it all in and then me squeezing him in but you know it was like dang like it's kind of like getting to a place where like do I do I want him even when I don't have anything else right. going on? Right. Like when I do have the time, do I take the time to spend that quality right. time to spend that relationship with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I know I find myself in those moments too. Cause I know there's moments where it's like, I have so much time. I could do this. I could do that. I have so many options to do. <laughs> so it's dead. like, you know, I can do whatever I want, but it's like, you know, I'd rather choose going on social media. I'd rather choose listening to music. I'd rather choose doing other things but God. And then I feel like sometimes, you know, like how you were saying, when the week goes on, when those things start pulling on you, when school, work, all all the things of life start pulling on you, that's when you realize that your focus needs to be regeared back to God, you know? And it's like when nothing's going on, that's when it's like you have so much to do. And it's very true. It's very true how, like, the fact that he puts certain things in your life so that you can come back to him. And then when he doesn't, it's like, are you still going to come back to me? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say that, I mean, that's something that I could identify with. I know, like, I know that you guys mm. are probably more busier because you guys have school and all that. I remember when I was in school, that's how I was. Yeah. And right when I graduated, I got, I had more time. I'm like, Okay. It's like I had to actually, because I feel like school helped me. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like I enjoyed squeezing God in because I was mm-hmm. like, man, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm forcing it. I'm doing good, yeah. you know? But now it's like all this time here, it's like, okay, you have all this time <laughs> and you're, it's just open. So it's just, it's just a matter of you actually, re, like you said, re-gearing like your whole process right, and right. actually authentically, right. you know, seeking God because you want to, because you have time because, right. you know. I mean, it's just, eventually you just want to, you know, you, yeah. you want to know God more. Yeah. So, um. I think it's, the, it's those moments that we really see whether we really want God or not. Those moments when we have so much time in the day, whether it, what we choose, like the choices that we make really determine whether we want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether we really delight in him, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, segueing in um, with how Michelle was talking about with the difference between you know, Africans and African Americans just within the church, culture, all that. I would like to get into some of that because um, Black Panther has recently come out and it has been killing the game for just black culture. I feel like African culture. I feel like um, all things... Just money wise, like the first yeah, week, they, second week, globally. I think they hit like a billion. Like yeah. Yesterday or is that a billion or a million? A billion. A billion. Yeah. Yep. Globally. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Money. I know that's right. <laughs> Hopefully they get it. You I know. know. Like, you didn't get the money? Oh, it's not, not the subject. You said what? I said, I was, I don't, I always wondered, do they get the money? I don't know. Right. Who do be getting that money? Yeah. The white man. <laughs> I'm so damn You know I believe in that, right? I'm so damn Well, anyways, how did y'all feel about the movie? Uh, well, let's see. Before the movie, I feel like I'm just saying, just before it coming out. Before it came out, you know, it was it was, it was getting built up. It was getting hype. People were like, yeah. I did not me. I've never heard of Black Panther. I've heard. I've never heard right. of a lot of. For real. Yeah, I've never heard of. I've never heard of it prior. Marvel. I didn't know what it was. I actually thought it was an African movie because I would always see memes months prior to Black Panther coming out of people saying me walking in to see Black Panther and they're wearing like a dashiki. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, they're going to see an African movie because, you know, it's like a, it's like some kind of culture African movie I never heard about. I didn't know it was a Marvel superhero. And then as it was building up, I was like, okay, that has a lot of, they put a lot of na- people that people know. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Angela Bassett. The comment. Guy, comment was in it? No, call me. Oh. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> call me. The guy with the eye. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy oh, I love all my black people. The, the guy from Get Out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, um, Daniel uh, Odie Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that a lot of these characters, known or unknown, were diversified, right? Like, yeah. there were blacks and Africans from Canada, United States, UK, Africa, different parts of Africa all coming together. And it's funny because half of them were, like, from the UK, but they were speaking English or African. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Like, the like the white guy, he's actually from the UK, but this whole other yeah. thing. But they did good at um, doing the African accent. Okay, anyways, getting back into, like, getting into it. I was like, okay, this thing's getting hyped up. It's getting for real. I got these people. I'm going to pre-order my tickets. You know, I pre-ordered mine, like, two weeks prior. I was like, Kevin, Kevin, you know, I hit up my, my boy. I was like, let's see if we can hit this movie up. So, uh, and I when I saw it, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was definitely worth watching. And so, before I go any deeper, I'm going to just, you know, what do you guys think of the movie? Yeah. Honestly, I it wasn't really a big deal to me because maybe because I'm African and I've seen so many African movies. I'm surrounded by Africans every day, all day. So like I, it just wasn't a big deal to me, you know. It's like, and then when I want to go see it, I was like, these people really, they don't know it. Really, it's like you're kind of like not really on it. But it was good. But I mean, it was not a big movie for me, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, I got some words for you. I'm so damn weak, no, really, though. No. Okay. Uh, well, I, I know, no, I'm not trying to like hate on it or no, anything. No, 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 no. Uh, like, we we'll get there. We're gonna get you. Okay. Okay. We're Go gonna, ahead. We're going to crucify you. <laughs> 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 I, I, for me, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of the movie, I had bittersweet feelings about the movie. It was like, okay. 
like it. <laughs> it was like it was like okay, let's take a step back and think about the movie. And I would have to say it was a great movie. It was absolutely fantastic film. Like like it was just it was literally awesome. It was funny, you know. I, it was a two hour movie, but it didn't feel like two hours. You know, how, like when you're watching Transformers and it's just like. Your back start hurting, and then you didn't forgot what happened in the, in the beginning of the movie, and then you just like, oh my god, if another robot come out in slow mo and tear up half the city, and you be thinking about, dang, what if that lady was in her office and she died or something, and it's just like, it's just like, oh my god, like this movie's so long, but it was funny. The music was lit, like it was like hip hop beats, Afro beats, like it had all types of deep stuff in it, and it, they were funny. It was really funny, and it was just like, oh my god, this is just like. Black excellence and his like top notch. And so I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And I'll talk about like how it was bittersweet a little bit later. But um, yeah, like it was a really, it was a, I watched it with my family and everybody was like, yeah, this was legit. And I was familiar with the Black Panther character, but I wasn't like, I was just familiar with him. I didn't know like the background about Wakanda and like the history of that and like mm-hmm. all the representation and like all of that. And then what they try to like adapt to the story. It was, it was a great movie. I'm not gonna lie. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, I, I have a, a perspective that's sim- that was similar to Ezekiel. He said something along the lines of like, okay, I feel like. Who's Ezekiel? Ezekiel, the poet, the Christian spoken word poet, uh, had made a video, and some points I did I did agree with. Like, as far as a Marvel action packed movie, I feel like there have been there. I feel like it, it may have not been the the number one, right? Like in the beginning, there was a lot of action packed stuff. Them going into cities, him flipping around, turning his suit on, doing all this cool stuff. In the end, it was more like the story, which was a deep story, so it didn't take away from the fact that it wasn't as action packed. Now, as far as like the story and the culture behind it and the messages all placed within the movie, I felt like um, it was a, it was phenomenally you know done. It was phenomenally placed. Um, I, I feel like I didn't miss any. I mean, they didn't they put messages in there, but they weren't too hidden. At least from my perspective, I was like, okay, I get what they did there. That I understand that there, and what it did for me was recently, even prior to the movie coming out, I've been. I'm the type of person that's like, okay, you know, everyone has their own culture. Africans have their own culture, you know, Europeans, you know, Asian, Indian, blacks. I mean, they don't really have a culture to root to, for the, to find deep roots in, like, except for their, you know, hood. So I always thought, I was like, I mean, I don't really have a culture like that. I mean, I don't really care. I didn't really care. I was like, okay, I, I don't have one. I don't care. But for some reason, as of recently, I've had a greater, I guess, passion toward you know, blacks, Africans, and such, which I feel like is good. And so what that movie did for me, um, it gave a positive outlook on Africans. It gave an intellectual outlook. It gave a, um, what was the word that they used? Like, basically at the end, they were talking about we'd be able to help provide for the world. And they were just like, what can you help? What can you help provide us with? It gave them an outlook that they, they had value to offer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which a lot of times in our culture does that isn't the outlook at least from what we're um, taught in this Western culture. So I feel like it gave a positive outlook on what Blacks Africans have to offer, and that the value can do much for the world. Mm-hmm. So that's another yeah. aspect okay. of it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, I didn't see it into those like 
eyes, but I mean, from what you're saying, and I, I think it's basically because I'm from the African background, so it's like my mindset is so integrated in knowing what Africa is, what our culture is, that when I saw that, it was totally kind of sidetracked from what I was envisioning what Africa was. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably why I didn't get those messages that you got, you know. I, I did get those messages of, um, you know, the man always having to play that leadership role, always protecting the the tribe and the clan. I, I've got those messages, but um, I didn't really get the message of black excellence and all that. Even though from us speaking about it now, how much sales they got and everything, people are recognizing that these actors are, um, you know, legitimate actors and they have value in the industry. But... You know, there are certain things that you guys are saying that I didn't get, but I want to know more. Like, what about you? What did you get? I got a lot of stuff, but I'm going to piggyback up the way and then it's going to piggyback into what how I felt bittersweet about it. And I was I watched the Ezekiel um thing and I really liked as from as an African as an African, he's Nigerian and like how as a Nigerian male, he was able to sympathize with African-Americans and how the plight that they face, what we face, and like the 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 understanding that African-Americans, we don't technically, and like Africans, they, they pick on us for not having a culture or it's like we're downgraded or we're called a katas, mm-hmm. which is a derogatory term to me. Um, not to me, it's a derogatory term. And to about Africa about African Americans and basically summing us up to wildcats derogatory cultureless group of people and um he went as deep as to like being like that's like a kid not knowing who they daddy is and I'm just like okay you you had me all the way up until you start talking about we bastards but you know in in a sense I I I, it was good, like a lot of the stuff that he was saying, it was very good and very true. And he was just like, as Africa, he was like, Africans, um, it's like it would, it, they need to help, like, with like African Americans and like having a better look and recognizing that we are one and recognizing the plight that we face. That because you, you come from wherever you, like, whatever country of Africa you came from and you came first gens and you have, you are able to set it up. And go and do and move and make opportunities and chase and create that work ethic and they have that built in worth it worth ethic in them, and then but being here being raised here from yeah. slavery not seeing all the systematic things that is literally set up in the law mm. to withhold us from being able to thrive and achieve the same things that you guys are doing, mm. and then it was just like it was really it was for me it was really cool but. This is where I was bittersweet. And I was bittersweet because I felt like the movie kind of blamed Africans. For what? Um, from withholding from African Americans. It painted African... It, it kind of painted the African American versus African beef. And I finally have gotten peace with that whole debate by honestly, not to sound racist, but blaming... White people and just like the systematic setup of the world. Not to, I'm really not trying to be racist, but just just the I watched the grapevine and they did they talked about the debate right. And for the longest time, as an African American, I would be upset with my African friends when we got into this debate because I was just like, "Yo, we're the same people." I remember in high school the first time I got into the debate and I was like, "We're the same people." And he's like, "No, we're not." 
And I was just like, what do you mean, no, we're not? I, I, I am African-American. My ancestors came from Africa. What do you mean? He's like, no, we're not the same. He's like, I am African. He's like, when I do wow. the, the uh, identity, I put other and I write African. I'm not African-American. I'm not associated mm-hmm. with you. And then it became this big discussion when I got to college and I met all these different Africans in all these different places and learned all these different things. And it was, it was, I would still be the butt of like jokes um, when it came to being African-American. And then it wasn't until I watched The Grapevine. And and like with Africans, their thing was, well, we got, we got called being African booty scratchers. Or when we was younger, it wasn't hot, but now it's hot. So now you want to wear my dashiki. Now you want to be a part of my culture. Mm-hmm. But it um, this was really big to me. There was this girl from the grapevine. I was watching this, a YouTube series. And she was just like, who taught us this? Who taught black people that Africa is only known for AIDS, being poor, a third world country, um, th- um, low resources, all of that. Who taught us that? The system. Who taught Africans that black people are no more than just criminals, that they're lazy, that they don't want to do anything, that they don't have no culture, that they don't want to thrive, that they, that, they, that they sit around and they let the system to just take control and do all these things. The system. And so for me, I, I was able to sleep better at night knowing that not only America, but the globe, there is an anti-black system that teaches us to have this beef with one another and that that has taught us to hate one another to, when we are both brothers and brothers and sisters and of the same continent, of the same flowing uh, cousins. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, to me, I was just like, I didn't like how... It fed off of the, um, cause people were feeling feeling some type of way for Killamonger. Like people were like, you know, Killamonger yeah. had some valid points. You know, he was coming, he was trying to help all the black people that are being oppressed, and Wakanda's over here withholding all the stuff. And it was just like it was kind of like still feeding off of that. And I was very much. Granted, I recognize that within the culture, there's some things that need to change, whether in African or an African-American. But I also recognize that we were, we, this was taught to us. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, because the first generation uh, Africans teach their children not to date African-American males, not to interact with African-Americans. Don't be like an, don't be like an African-American and it's just like even in Africa, some African American homes don't mess around with Africans because they 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 keep their noses up, they look down on black people, and it, it, mainly Nigerians. Be like, don't mess with them Nigerians. All these different things, and it was kind of like, no, who taught us this? The system taught us to hate ourselves, to strip us from our culture, and then make us hate the very thing we came from. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, and I think I'm gonna talk about it just because I grow up in an African household. And then I'm also like first generation born in the, on this land. And it is the system, but then I also think it is the parents. If the parents don't teach the children, just like how that man didn't teach his son, it leads off generation, generation to generation of kids not knowing who their identity is. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, granted, you'll have people that are like me that really want to know our culture. And so we'll go back to our land. We'll try to understand where we come from and we will still try to get our identity. But nowadays I see um, kids, especially like the ones that are younger than me, that um, go to my church. 
they don't associate with African. Afri- I'm not African. I'm black. <laughs> I'm so and and it's because their parents. I think not just because of their parents. I think their parents are working so much that they can't really teach their children where they're coming from. The kids are surrounded by so many other people of other culture that they don't even know their identity. As generations go on and they're not taught who they really are, they're gonna come further away from their true identity. And that's how Black Panther. If you, that's what you guys are trying to lead to, where Black Panther is now, I'm I'm giving y'all. That's where I understand that little boy was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think they don't want to tell their children what it really was because at times Africa doesn't still have a good rep. When you when when I, I, I remember when I went to Ghana and I saw like how my cousins were living and I, I saw characteristics that they had. They had so much discipline in school. They had discipline in, in chores. They respected their parents so much. When when I came here, I saw a totally different way of how children um, acted towards their children, um, towards their parents, towards their school, towards a lot of things. And I asked my dad, I was like, Daddy, why didn't you ever let us live back there? And he was like, what was his response? His response was like, there was nothing good back there for you guys to do. If you guys lived back there, there was it wasn't as if you guys were going to get better education. It wasn't as if you guys were going to get better opportunities over there. So I think the system, plus with the mindset of their parents, integrate that type of mindset in the children for them not to truly understand because Africa, Africa is still known as a third world country that is still in poverty, that is still most countries don't have their own fundamental or effective system that you don't want to teach your child that you don't want to go back here the land here is better you get better opportunities here so you'll teach your children things here mm-hmm. does that make sense that's where i'm trying I'm, i think i'm getting where you're saying yeah and but also too it's kind of like um i think because a lot of africans that yeah I talked to they want to go back though they mm. want to get arrive get to some place of achievement and then go back so they can help you know their people but I think it's it's more than that though I think there's more granted Africa has its own struggles because mm-hmm. it's like I think people don't realize it's like okay all the black people let's move to Africa but granted America black people have their own issues here in this mm-hmm. country but if you go in there it's a whole nother snake right. of right. issues that black people right. face over in Africa being right. the corruption right. the government right. issues the the different things like that but I think it's just like but no one talks about the beauty of it mm-hmm. like granted you know your father was trying to prevent you some of the issues that you yeah. didn't get raised up in but when you go back mm-hmm. you see the beauty right. of yeah. the city and that's because I, I don't see it here I and and I think it's because like sometimes children here we don't think that respecting our parents as much as they respect them over there is beautiful. But when you actually see it, it's so much beauty when you respect your mom and dad the way they do back there. But compared to us now, our mindset is totally different. You know, I, a lot of times we don't see the beauty here because we think that we're a better land. Mm-hmm. And then even speaking of like the beauty and like how the characters of African American and then being African was displayed to me in the movie was between Michael B. Jordan and the brother or the cousin, that one. Mm-hmm. When Michael B. Jordan took over Wakanda, his... You could tell 
his demeanor was so different. Yeah. But people still respected him. Because yeah. why? Their mindset was still in that African, I'm, I'm going to give you the honor that you deserve. If he did that in America land, we wouldn't have that mindset. Because it's like, you're not, regardless of who you are, who your lineage is, we don't care. Mm. You're not good. But did you mm. see they still respected that man? Oh, yeah, the authority of the position. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it sheds so much light of how, and they did a great That's job thinking about, thinking about it now. They did such a great job of displaying the African-American role and then also just being straight African. Mm-hmm. And how, if you don't, how the similarities and how there's pros and cons to it. And mm-hmm. it's so much that you could have gotten from that. And I, I like this conversation. Keep going. So yeah, we go ahead the way. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Piggybacking off of how you said that positive, you know, outlooks were displayed. One of the positive outlooks I feel like are displayed. I feel like it's something that should be recognized. It's recognized by me, but I feel like in many senses, whether it be media, culture, society, in this area isn't recognized is like the strength, you know, of women, right? Oh my um, God, yes, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. was effing the game up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they was exactly. the ladies. Talk about that. The yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were. I mean, they were strong. They were intellectual. They had authority. They yeah. were not. Um, they were, they were not so submissive to the point where it's like, oh, like for example, um, let's, I forgot, I forgot the names, but basically the woman who like who was the best warrior, the general, mm-hmm. yeah, and basically she had a choice to choose her man. Or what she believed in, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times it could be depicted that, oh, submit to this male figure, even yeah. if he's your husband or whatever. But she was like, no, I'm, I'm strong in what I believe in. And there were not only, because a lot of times you, you have like a strong, you know, woman or strong mm-hmm. African woman in a movie, but they won't be as consistent or long term or continue to surprise you with new things. Right. And, and I feel like this is how women are, but right. many times it's depicted less right so i feel like it did an awesome job yeah, at displaying that and it giving did. us insight on um women and their qualities and yeah. the, the, pit, the potential qualities that we have yet to even be able to showcase right, right? so yeah they did a great that's good they did a, <laughs> they, they did a great job in that yeah they like did. honestly those women they were strong individuals but i'm telling you if it was on an african-american um not Af- on american land that woman would have taken over the whole um kingdom but <laughs> wait who the lady, the lady would have taken over Which, she, the general i don't know her name the one that was lupita no no not lupita the other one the general maybe what she look like she she looked like lupita but not lupita the other girl that was always with them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the general. She, the one that honored Michael B. Jordan. She honored yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it you show- think she would have took over in America? She, yeah. Oh, my. Don't you see woman now? Oh, you can't tell us no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't tell us no. Like, if we want something, we will go get it. And so, like, the fact that they displayed the honor and the respect that women even show now, the submissiveness that they show now in the African-American land, you know, it, it, yeah, it was, I mean, not in the, I mean, I'm sorry, not African-American land, in the Africa, and on African, the motherland, was displayed when, you know, Michael B. Jordan was trying to take control. But I mean, it was her duty to do that, though. I don't think it has to, anything to do with like a culture. If she was that American, what, or if she no, was no, no. If you can tell any woman now, if a man tried to take over her the way that Michael B. Jordan was trying to take over that kingdom, the woman would have been like, "No, I'm coming up too." Hillary Clinton. She came in and tried to run president. That's a, that's a, the same. No, no, no. If we think about it, that is the same thing. You would never, you would never see a president, a woman president, try to run an African. Um, 
African motherland con- continent they country. They have women presidents in Africa. No, they don't. Yes, they Tell do. Tell me right now. Tell I, me. I'm a Look Googling. it up. I'm Look a it up. I know because for I a don't fact know they have women presidents. She might be the prime minister, no, but she, she ain't no president. president. She ain't no president. She ain't no president. And if it is, it's a little country. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if it is, it's a little wow. country. So now we're going to visit no, 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 country because no, no. she a female. Not, no, not even the country. It's like a country within the country. It's like a town. Uh-uh, don't do that. No, I know women that have like you know, prime minister roles. Of a you ain't no prime minister. But I'm just saying the way they displayed women was beautiful in there. They 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 did a of Liberia. I knew I wasn't crazy. The 24th president, Ellen Johnson. You know, see that's what of Liberia. Come on, Liberia. I mean, by African Americans. I mean, yeah, we she doing her thing. Like she she doing doing her her thing. thing. But I'm saying it's not it's not something that you will hear often. You know, it might be like a country or something. But those were based off, that's based off a real group. In Kenya, they have female, a female warrior group tribe that literally was exactly like that. Like everything from Black Panther came from one of the countries within Africa, but they just blended everybody together. So if it wasn't something that directly, you know, matched Ghanaian culture, there was a reason for that because it probably was in a different... In a different country. Yeah. Within Africa, though. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say that I do think, you know, we as a world or at least this culture, this society is gearing toward, you know, maybe minorities or women having a more prominent role. It's I mean, it's, it may not be there, there yet, but I feel like um, pictures or movies like this or influences like this help propel that, you know, help, oh, yeah, help influence because it, clearly we want to continue to stay on the track where women can show forth their qualities yeah. attributes and their strengths yeah. on a more wide scale right and i feel like this was a valuable opportunity for that one billion in revenue internationally people seeing it two three times getting deeper revelations each time i'm I mean, so deadly i mean it'll do it i mean so yeah i like also too and how the the this little sister she was the most funniest little girl well she's not a little girl but like she um She's actually a Christian in real life. Like she's been doing oh, like yeah, yeah. interviews and everything yeah. like that. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy seeing black people in STEM type of careers. You know, science, yeah, technology, engineering, all of those different things. Yeah. Because you really don't. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times you see them want to be like basketball players and artists and mixtapes and all these different things, but not really like in the realm of like being medical innovators and engineer like on these levels of like what really where, where, where the money is that you know what i'm saying yeah, like i mean there's true. money in entertainment if you know if you do your thing but it's kind of like in in the sense of just like with the mind and like she was just everything right. to me yeah that was good yeah i like that yeah, I mean, I would like to say every every woman was like attractive, not even in a like sexual way, but they 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 presented like an attraction to mm-hmm. different qualities. And the thing is, women On have all levels. Yeah, women Hallelujah. have qualities that ought to be um, showcased and and will be attractive. It'll be their gifts, whatever God has placed in them mentally or um, intellectually. I think uh, it gave a good gave, once again a good a good look on that. So yeah, and then also too, I liked how. They did even like hints to like current event type stuff. Like when Lupita was in Nigeria and they was fighting those people, it was kind of like, um, it was like a hint at the Bring Back Our Girls mm. old campaign from back in the day. And then when we open it up and they're in Oakland and they bring up like the riots and different things like that. Oh. Like it was just, it was like the little things that I noticed <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. that I thought were just like really cool. True. 
another thing, and maybe Michelle, you can hit on this, but like the honor and dishonor aspect um, with the the challenge day fights. Mm. Yeah. With the first one being with Mbaku, and yet Black Panther T'Challa does not kill Mbaku, which I thought was a very significant point. He does not kill him, but he's just like he's like, are you are you are you done? Because it's like your people need you. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. kill you and like dishonor. Like granted, there was a dishonor that came along with losing, but he's like, I'm not gonna dishonor you to the point of no return. It was like I'm gonna allow you to leave with some sense of honor, to um recognize your people. But then when it got to T'Challa and Killamonger, Killamonger was like there was no honor with him. Everything he did was out of spite, out of anger, out of bitterness, out of power, out of power hungry, power seeking. And did you like did you notice that or like get a sense of that but uh just from an African pr- perspective, it was just like to me I was like that was so huge. Mm-hmm. Like that I think that's why I think we got to see the challenge day twice because in recognizing the difference between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I hit on it before just the fact of um Michael B. Jordan, he didn't really grow up knowing the culture. Mm -hmm. And I think the first um, challenge, both of them knew their identity. They knew their background. They knew exactly what was on the table if somebody died, Mm -hmm. you know. But Michael B. Jordan, I don't think he knew exactly what was on hand Mm -hmm. if he killed... if he, you know, when he killed him. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he really didn't know because he also killed the other guy, the uncle... I don't know. Oh, yeah, is. yeah, the guy, the purple, the guy with the bad eye. Okay, we know yeah. what right. The leader. And it, like how you said, everything he did was out of spite. It was out of anger. It was out of just not knowing his identity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Was out of, it, it was out of that. <laughs> like when his, he had a misidentification mm. of who he was. And so everything was like, I'm coming at you because it was probably you that didn't allow me to know my identity. It was mm. probably you. It was probably you. So everything I'm killing. And you know what? Now that I know where I'm coming from, I'm going to take over everything. And I'm going to allow myself to, I'm going to reclaim that time that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what he was doing. Do you think that, uh... <laughs> Do you think that Killmonger's way of expressing, you know, his lack of identity, anger, killing, strife, uh, and such, do you think that's a good depiction of like African Americans now? I guess in comparison to like today. Today, I mean, I don't. Do we do do y'all fight? I mean, so what, based, based on what you see in this um, country. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think no, no, no. I think he hit it. I think he hit it in the beginning. The fact that you said that there's a tension between Africans and African Americans because of the fact we don't know our identity. But then even thinking about it deeper, like can we even connect this to like when we don't know our identification in God, we like come at Lash everything. Out. Yes, we do. We yeah, come at everything, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't know where we're coming from and where we don't know our our identity, our background, and all that, so it can hit on so many misidentification backgrounds. Yes. Good answer. Yeah, safe answer too, cause she was about to get. I know, right? <laughs> Tell me, real safe. <laughs> so and then it was kind of like I like the old tradition versus new tradition of Africanness, um, of African culture within it. It was kind of like um, I'm trying to give an example. Just like um, with Lupita's character and how it wasn't like a. It wasn't a duty to my country, but like a a betterment. I think into myself, 
about certain things. And then like uh even like the 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 mountain tribe people and then like the people of Wakanda, even they had like there was like a difference between them. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he was just like, uh your your technological advancements and all this <laughs> other stuff. He's just like you could tell he was very much like the old way, the old African way, and y'all over here bringing this new Africa, this new mm-hmm technological this new way that abandons the old way of how we do things and i think it even brought brought that aspect too from just an african perspective yeah so it was it it was just an overall i thought a really good awesome lit film yeah yeah and then from even a christian perspective it was kind of like Although I'm black and it's just like I always be telling folks, yeah, you know I'm from Wakanda. Or if Wakanda was real, I hope somebody would come pick me up and take me. But it was just like, or I think the big thing about it for black people, it was like it just it gave us a sense of like I don't know a sense of like belonging, even though it's a fictional place. Mm-hmm. It was just like yo, like that's the something I want to be a part of, and I feel like Wakanda is a mental place that's possible if we as African Americans and as Africans would just possibly just get it just a little bit, get it a little bit together, mm-hmm. and just like you know, really recognize what our potential is, what our possibility is, as just as that continent of Africa with getting the different things and the corruptions and different things, and then as African Americans dealing with the systematic things that we face here, and um the beauty in that but then also too as a christian wakanda was a representation of the new jerusalem to me mm. this this place of what we long to be a place where yeah. there is justice where there's righteous where jesus reigns forever where the he's the river that flows yeah. that there's no pain there's no crying this is the new heaven the new earth and we're just reigning with him in this city wow. forever and then and from going off from what you just said that remember when at the end when wakanda actually came down mm-hmm. on earth and so that's probably even just relating back to what you're saying how that even though it's not what we have on earth here of god is not truly all that is there in mm-hmm. the new jerusalem but the fact that he gives us a glimpse of it and i Good. think that's something like it was kind of like yo I don't. I have something so much better than Wakanda. Me being a Christian, and when I die, I have something better. Like I don't have to strive or like desire after a natural beauty or place. Although that is something that I would like to see in my lifetime. Right. A Wakanda type of atmosphere of mm-hmm. all black people of all types. You know, connected and cultural togetherness, moving as one. Like being being uh something that other people in other countries can look up to. Right. But I also recognize what kingdom I'm a part of, right? And right, the the city and the land that is is so much better than Wakanda. Although Wakanda <laughs> is very much lit, but it it ain't touching yeah. New Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So this has been another a seat at the table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green, and I'm here with Dwayne Sampson and Michelle Nemo. We out. <laughs> We're kind of <laughs> Hey y'all, we back again. We talking about how ruthless Killamonga was and how villainous he was. I mean, he wasn't Joker scary for me, but he was like just ruthless and how he killed that poor little white lady. Granted, he was saying some deep stuff, but then he started he started killing her and then he shot his girlfriend. But go ahead. yeah, yeah. So he he, did. he killed the white lady. I just remembered that he the killed white the white lady, lady in the very poison. beginning. Yes, he poisoned her drink. He shot his girlfriend. He 
didn't take into consideration anything the woman suggested. And then he choked the old lady. Like, he lifted her Which up. old lady? Basically, she was like, he was trying to burn all burn all the... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot burn about what? that. He was trying to burn... Yeah, all the Black Panther leaves yeah. to make the juice to give him the power. Burn it all. And, and she was like, oh, no, we can't burn it. And she was, he was like... Just her up. He was like, you do what I say. Burn that... You know, I was, I was like, like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. He was ruthless. Like, he did not know who he was. So that's why he <laughs> yeah, acted that way. He didn't know who he was. He didn't was. know who he was. He didn't know where How he came act. from. No father. No father. Mm. No father. Mm. But he was the first gen, though. That was the crazy part. Like, it was crazy when he dropped down his lip. He couldn't be denied. Like, they could not. Like, like the crazy part, because, see, it'd be a different story if he was black and he rolled up in Wakanda. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we just going to kill this little African-American. But it was like him being a Wakanda, Wakandian. Mm-hmm. Like they could not deny the fact that he had that blue thing under his head. <laughs> like you can't, like you can't deny me. Like I am. Under- <laughs> hey, auntie. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's right. how I'm rolling all my African <laughs> friends' house. I'll be yeah. like, hey, auntie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know how Africans they be calling each other aunties, uncles. Yeah, yeah. So I'm about to roll up, and be like, hey, I mean, auntie. I've been believing it. Too. I'm like, oh, y'all really related? She's <laughs> absolutely no. Nah, nah, they're not related. But I'm about to start rolling. <laughs> like, I wish I had a t-shirt. Yeah, hey, auntie. <laughs> hey, uncle. Hey, uncle. They probably like, boy, if you don't get out of here, you think it's this. You don't get this a kata boy out of here. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everybody, I'm closing out. But yeah, we're going to run this time. Peace. Peace.